Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Book Events, the wrestling dream match podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Martin Bennett. With me, as always, the gentleman villain, Anthony Hall. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I was going to guess who this person was, and then I was like, uh-oh, is this the person that I'm thinking of that... Uh, no, it's not a canceled person. Oh, oh, okay, okay. No. Well, well, good. Then, uh, then I'm not going to guess that person. I was like, <laughs> why would you do this to me? No. Uh, who is who could be the gentleman villain aside from that person? Uh, are they in the WWE? They were. Hmm. They're in AEW now. Yeah. Oh, 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 I thought it was going to be like Aiden English or something, but no. Damn. Okay. Well, uh, do they still have this gimmick? Yes. God, <laughs> you may have I, just never so heard stupid. this, this phrase before, but it's like their whole brand. <laughs> wow. I feel so stupid. Just tell me who it is. <laughs> it's William Regal. <laughs> oh. That's his whole oh. thing. This is that's the name oh. of his podcast. That's the that's what he went by for a long time. He is a gentleman villain, right. and that was in yeah. that was in all of his promos to MJF was if you want to be a real villain. And so now, after what happened at Full Gear, yep. we see who the true villain is. Sometimes I don't pay attention to these things, but uh, that makes sense. The it villain makes a lot of sense. The villain always gets his due. Or the devil always wow. gets his due. The villain but. and the devil always get their due. And we saw that, of course, at All Out. Not All Out. Full Gear. <laughs> Fuck. My brain. Surprisingly, at it's Full it's, Gear. It's, no, I was, I, was, uh, I was saying the same thing and I had to catch myself. I was like, no, it was Full Gear. It was just because All Out was, only, was surprising only like two and a half months ago. Which is crazy. But... And it completely changed the landscape of AEW and forced so many things to be adjusted on the fly, which we saw sort of course corrected this past weekend at Full Gear. But <laughs> I was gonna say all out again at <laughs> all out shit. <laughs> we we both definitely really enjoyed uh, Full Gear, uh, and we'd love to hear what y'all thought online. Mm -hmm. um, I guess a quick thing uh, is Twitter dying. Who knows? Hey, if you want to Who find knows? us online, just look up Book Advance Podcasts on Google. Google is the best social media platform ever because it just points you in the direction of everything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We might we might make an Instagram or a TikTok. We debated that. I, I mean, I posted some. What's a hive? I don't know. Or a, a mastodon? What's oh, that? I don't know. That's another one. We'll see, um, but we'll but keep y'all updated on on whatever happens there that was that was a very yeah. funny thing of like oh twitter is dying and that's like oh, it's still here it's this goddamn bird is still here but hey yeah if you still have twitter follow us on twitter at book events pod uh today anthony we are going to talk a little bit about full gear uh but you have a great mm. dream match for us that is aw adjacent um and yeah it was a fun weekend of wrestling uh, some non-wrestling news. Uh, the new Pokemon came, game came out, and uh, I've been playing it nonstop, and I really love it. I, I ex expected that fully. 
That's um, my... how many hours would you say that you've put into it roughly? Oh, Marty, I, at this um, I haven't really. I, I've not. I've seen people who have beaten the game already, and I'm like, I, I'm not even halfway. But I've just been enjoying it mostly. I think I guess I streamed it uh, twice over at uh, Twitch.tv slash Unknown Air Films. Uh, so that was like ten hours, and then I I played it all day yesterday. So. I probably put like 18 hours into it at this point, maybe. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. So how many gyms? How many gyms does 18 hours equate? Oh, I've no, it's so this game is totally different. It's open world. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> it's Again, open world. The change in the format. Well, I, I like this one. It's open world. So it's more about catching. There are eight gyms, but there's other side. There's like three different storylines. That you can follow and the gyms are just one storyline there's also a whole thing with like this uh your rival like uh the bad guy team and the whole thing with these like titan pokemon it's cool i like it a lot okay okay so if you want to see then, can you the, battle the elite four still do they exist yeah, they'll in this be world? they'll be a they'll be a thing after you beat the yeah the whole gym storyline is to become champion so that's still all there it's just that it's open yeah. world, and so you can tackle it however you want. It's not like go to gym one, then gym two. It's like here's the eight gyms, pick one, go True. to them. Also, in any order. Uh, also, huge shouts out to Pokemon trainer Ash Ketchum for finally uh, <laughs> achieving the championship <laughs> after uh, thirty plus years of being a Pokemon a 20, trainer. Twenty five years. Twenty five but... plus years of being a Pokemon trainer. He finally did it. He finally won. Yeah. Uh, what a great story. Uh, a trainer that we obviously have been following. Almost, Are you almost mirroring the the story of MJF finally winning the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. A segue yes. right back on topic. Uh, That's right. And his Pikachu was, of course, the dynamite diamond ring that has accompanied him throughout his entire well, journey in well, AEW. Technically... No, because MJF didn't use the <laughs> dynamite ring. He used the uh, he had the brass knuckles. We yes. go through him the brass so knuckles. So he got he got an upgrade to his Pokemon very last minute, <laughs> and he used it to defeat John Moxley. But um, holy shit! Yeah, that that was what a moment! What a moment! That and was a great cliffhanger to yeah. then have like oh crap like. MJF won. Didn't expect him to win like this. Um, and also it totally threw out all the hey, is MJF turning babyface? Nope. Not one bit. No. It was all no. just a it was all just a ruse. It was great. Yes. And does this spell the end for the Blackpool Combat Club? Oh, you probably. know, we saw we saw some um some differences in opinion um in that ROH match. We saw some uh just i don't know where moxley's gonna go if he, he's probably just gonna I take hope, some time off i hope he takes a nice long vacation because he deserves it yeah so but what's wheeler yeah, gonna do i i hope that he i hope wheeler doesn't fall by the wayside because the audience loves him and he's a great wrestler so but otherwise uh what else happened oh the elite came back that was, that was wild great. that was a freaking awesome match did not expect that ending but uh Unlike other people on the internet, I'm genuinely looking forward to having a 
banger six man tag match every single week for the next two months. I'm okay yes. with that. It's going to be good wrestling. Well, it's, like, it's like it's like every other week, right? It's not every single week. No, it's every it? week. Oh, yeah. It oh. ends. It it ends at uh, the New Year's Bash. So one, two, at the LA three, Forum. four, five, six. Seven. Yeah. It the final match is the first week of January. Wow. There is a wait. There is a break between I think the last one and the one before because Kenny Omega has to go to Japan to fight Will Osprey. Uh, I don't think so, but I guess we'll see. Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, no, that makes sense. Yeah, because this is because we technically already had the first one. So to, this yes. week will be the second one. So, yeah, there, w- there will be a, a break. Yeah. But anyway, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm excited to see yeah. what how they make each at each match stand out. What's going to be the story of it? The whole Ray Phoenix turning heel like I'm I'm just pumped for it, especially just man. I was like, so we were watching and we were making dinner and we were just about to serve it, me and my girlfriend. And the elite were about to make their entrance. And I was like, uh, can you finish this? Because I have to watch this because I'm like, <laughs> if they come out to carry on my way with son, I'm going to lose it. And they and they freaking did. And it was so good. And so uh, I was I was, just, <laughs> I was blown away by that. I loved it. So, so much. this was also this was something that I had read on the Internet that is probably not true, but might. I don't know. It, it, it was interesting. So obviously the first couple lyrics of that song, carry on my wayward son, uh, there will be peace when you are gone. Uh, is that a direct dig at Phil old CM Punk? Oh, I don't know. I, I I don't know if it's necessarily that that could be interpreted in a lot of different ways. I think it could be that it's like, well, because what is it? They want there was the rumors that they copyrighted um, Wayward Sons as a thing. And so it could be that yeah. like they are the Wayward Sons. And so like there will be peace when they finally leave wrestling or are done with wrestling or something, something like that. So. I don't know. You can interpret that in a lot of different ways. I just know that it was forever ago that the Bucks said, uh, if we could come out to any song, it would be that. And it's oh, like, okay, cool. So, that, so that's something that has been pre-established in the lore. Oh, of yeah, the they've been, they, they said that like, like years ago on like a BTE Q&A, which oh, we're recording okay. this. Well, in that case, we're recording this case, on that CM um, Punk stuff is uh no, but, it's, but people can interpret mm-hmm. it that way. But hey, we're by the right. way, we're recording this on Monday, the 21st, uh, the day after or the day after the weekend of full gear. Brand new BT today, baby. It's finally back. I'm excited to go watch. Wow, it. that's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm excited to watch it again as but well. So, I haven't watched it for a little while, even since before they got suspended. So, yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm very excited to watch it and see if it's just um, Namath sending in a bunch of videos because he didn't know that the Bucks got suspended. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, um, what else What else quickly happened that was really fun? Soraya's match back, with, I really liked. Uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus Steel Cage, phenomenal. Oh, that was amazing. What a way to open the pay-per-view. Yeah. And it, it was really, really reminiscent of, I'd say, like all WWE cage matches. And in the, pre- in the media of Scrum, um, Jack Perry said that uh there was a 
very specific reference uh, to a cage match that it was like Luchasaurus's like favorite match. So oh, cool. I forget. I forget what it was. Uh, yeah, the exact match. No, that's it was awesome. something with Kane. I think it was like Kane and Undertaker, oh, okay. some something like that. Um, uh, but yeah, great match, and I'm glad that they can move on. And Maybe. honest, and uh, uh, honestly, I did see some people say this, and I kind of might agree with it. Uh, Hater versus Storm, one of the best AEW women's matches yet. Like, yeah, that yeah, it might, I'd agree. It might be I'd the best pure women's wrestling match they've ever done in the history of the company because obviously like thunder roses versus Britt baker uh lights out was a blast but like yeah this might be the best just like actual wrestling match and i'm i did not expect i i even though i'm a huge hater stan i did not expect hater to actually win because i thought oh well this is just to elevate her maybe this will be the yeah. Brit turn like all this yeah. sort of stuff but the fact that you gave her the title is a that's awesome what is the story going to go forward? When will Thunder Rosa eventually come back? I don't know, but like, I'm I'm so happy for her because she's an incredible performer. So yeah, and when will TK nut up and just make Jamie Hader the champion? Not no interim business, just yeah. make her the champion, and then let Thunder Rosa have the first shot. Yeah, like when she, when she comes back eventually, you know. Yeah, the like whole interim thing heal, is, you know, the whole interim thing is tricky. It's I understand why they why they do it, because in real professional sports, that's technically what you would do. But right. It's it's hard to say because it does feel there will be the people that go, well, you're technically not the champion. But it's like I I if, if looking back on Storm's run, she was champion. And she did yeah, a phenomenal yeah. job as champion. She had incredible matches. She elevated other wrestlers. Um, and so I think that was re done really, really well. Um, I agree. And, and I think like bring back that 30 day rule, you know, like if you're not back to defend your title within 30 days, then the interim champion becomes the legitimate linear mm -hmm. champion. So that would be, that'd be great. Um, yeah, we saw a bunch of title changes at Full Gear. Samoa Joe mm -hmm. being a real bastard, <laughs> stealing that win. Um, uh, the the tag team title match was awesome, and now we're gonna get uh, Keith Lee going on a singles run, and him and him and Swerve will be a great match. Um, we'll get full heel Swerve. Yeah, which is full great. heel Swerve and like single. Uh, wrestler Keith Lee. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear your opinions on full gear and what was your favorite match and what was your favorite moment. But transitioning from full gear to our dream match for this week, uh, Anthony, you have an idea and I kind of like it because it's going to be, it, it's an interesting matchup. And I think it's two people that will, that genuinely could like really have good chemistry and maybe they yeah, have. So that's, yeah, I'm, gonna... I, I'm not sure if they've ever wrestled. Uh, yeah, that this might be something good to uh, to do some research. But the booking that has is coming from the the toxic mind of uh, of me is <laughs> featuring uh, a man who is incredible on the mic. Great, great characters. Um, just very exciting to watch, uh, and someone who I had only briefly been introduced to before he went to the WWE 
That is one L.A. Knight, one Eli Drake, one yeah. Max Dupree. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to. You. Sound like the Rock? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he, no, he does I, really sound like the rock. He like, this is, this is something that he has mentioned many times. Like if you close your eyes and you listen to Eli Drake talk or listen to LA Knight, he sounds exactly like the rock. Yeah, no, it, uh, he did an interview with Chris Van Vliet, which, uh, congratulations, Chris Van Vliet for becoming a dad. Yeah, um, that's super exciting. Uh, come on the pod, brother. <laughs> Canadian brother. Come on. Uh, yeah. He, he uh, yeah, LA and I was on his uh, was they he interviewed him and he talked about um, years ago, I guess, doing a reality show that like was The Rock. And so they were both on it. And in that interview, they talk about he's like, sometimes people wouldn't re- realize who was talking or who was doing voiceover. And then Chris is like, oh, my God, I can hear it right now. And he's like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like. It's not put. I don't think it's put on at all. Like it's just his no. normal speaking voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's quite entertaining. But so no, so I was, I, yeah, I was very inspired. Yeah, I uh, no, I I do not see any uh, any MJF versus Eli Drake, which I assume would be the only possible encounter. So I guess it was ships passing in the night on indie slash possible impact um but and this is where the ships come to a head they're not properly signaled and they're running straight into each other so uh it's it's titanic into iceberg territory right here (laughs) so i guess um what is the like what is it that has these two finally meet well i think this is probably gonna happen in real life unfortunately just based on how things work in the WWE, but maybe, maybe I'll be wrong, and I and I hope I'm wrong. But I assume now that LA Knight is on a solo run, he'll probably get pushed a little bit, and then I don't think he's gonna go over when challenging for any of the major titles in the WWE, and then he'll not get booked, and then Ryan, he will be released. Unfortunately, right now, right now he is feuding with Bray Wyatt, so that's interesting. That's um, a big thing. Yeah, that is a big thing. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where that leads. But yeah, just with I love. Yeah, I love LA Knight, and I think he's an, he's he's an incredible talent. Um, but yeah, it's just that sort of thing of like the the superstar. Like uh, it's that the big th- question for twenty twenty three is going to be the the fall of Roman and what will come out of that of of who will beat him. What will it be? Yeah. Who will rise to the top, rise to the occasion? Who, what is that all going to be? Um, but, but yeah, maybe, maybe eventually LA Knight will, will not be in the WWE anymore. He'll move on to other places such as potentially AEW. A-dubs. The A-dubs. You know, or, as all the WWE drones say, ooh. Uh, the AEW loves to sign ex-WWE guys and immediately coming off of a hot run or whatever it would make sense for uh la knight to return to his eli drake moniker and become there could old. be there could be an alternative like a alternate universe of this booking where uh the the uh um what's it called jeez what has he been referring to it as uh the bidding war of 2024 oh 
and uh, oh. WWE WWE actually wins and gets MJF. But that's that could be another alternate universe booking where then eventually MJF comes in and the, who is the first person to come out after MJF makes his grand appearance? He goes, let me talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that actually might be an entirely uh a uh, uh, separate episode here like the what if WWE wins the bidding war of 2024 and what that, that will, will be look like for Maxwell Jacob Freeman but let's say that Eli Drake is all elite and Max has defended his title a, a, a few times now and of course he's in the ring he's cutting a promo and and then we hear it let me talk to you <laughs> <laughs> It's Eli Drake. He's he comes he comes into AEW red hot. Uh, I think people would be really happy to see him. Like his his runs in uh, Impact and in NWA are pretty entertaining. And I was inspired to put um, Eli Drake, Ellie Knight into this booking because I on TikTok I saw someone post the NWA promo where he <laughs> says shoes and it's just like yeah. Yeah, champion. Yeah. I forget exactly the whole thing, but it's the yeah, he, he catches himself where I think he says the same thing twice, or he says like, like oh, I forget. Yeah, but it's the whole shoes thing, and then he and then he just plays it off and laughs, <laughs> and he just keeps going. It's really really funny. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it's uh, I think the way that these two could interact is you know what's the most ballsy thing that you could do in AEW and that's interrupt MJF and yeah. imagine just like uh, MJF is there he maybe has just defeated someone at a pay-per-view he's saying you know I'm I'm uh, I'm not gonna just be a one-time champ I'm the champ something like that you know really building himself up who can take him out and then yeah, yeah you hear let me talk at you and he comes down and he just cuts this like whole like one breath long winded promo of Eli Drake finally being here to uh, to take over the show, to take his spotlight, to take what is rightfully his. And MJF is just standing there just sort of like just gobsmacked, just like not mm. not like fully comprehending what's just happening. And then he's finally like. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And then or he's, he's just like, like, well, let me introduce myself. I am Eli Drake. Drake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and then he just he goes, Eli Drake. And then MJF is like, there's someone over here that does the pointing. And he's like, well, if you don't know who I am, I'm MJF. Don't sue me, Brit. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like a back and forth. And then that can lead to like MJF trying to attack him. And then Ellie Knight like stopping it. Oh, this is going to be the, the build up. So, yeah, I think I and, think and it's the, the beauty of, I think, some of the uh, AEW like big time feuds have definitely been that they know who to put in to those slots and it's the people that can talk um mm -hmm. which you know i hope eventually there will be people that like it's tricky because it is that thing of like if you want to be on that level you do have to you have to perform uh, both in the ring and also on the mic and it's like some of the best feuds so far have been the people that can 
really talk. So um, I think that, yeah, having these two go at each other week to week to week in in promo wars would be quite entertaining. Yeah. And here's something that I didn't really think of. I mean, alignment wise, you think MJF probably is still going to be heel. He's going to be a heel champion probably for the entirety of his run as champion. So that would have to make Eli Drake or LA Knight the face, which is kind of crazy because he's not really a face. (laughs) Well, I thought I in in NXT, they turned him face. Right. Like near the end of his run. Um, And it was well, it was mostly because of that, like switch over from NXT to NXT 2.0. And so I did love that it was the, you know, the NXT black and gold versus the NXT 2.0 boys. And it's like LA Knight. It's like. You've only been here like. Maybe a year. (laughs) I. If you were to ask me if LA Knight belongs within the black and gold NXT brand, I would probably say no. Like not necessarily. Like not right of course away. He did wrestle he's, when it was there, but 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 he's more associated with that than 2.0. Like the camp. Yeah, it was just cam- that weird middle area yeah, of the camera transition. The Grimes versus Knight feud was phenomenal. Um right. But yeah, it was like near the end of that run, he was like turning face and being kind of like the what is it the not the gatekeeper but he was that sort of like the proving ground person for the new guys like you slotted into that sort of role which is cool but yeah i thought that yeah i thought this whole like coming out of maximum male models they would put him as a face and then they immediately like it's sell idiot crowd i'm like oh okay this is (laughs) nope they're doing this and now to see him feud with bray it like makes sense that they're like making him be the bad guy because it's like now you want to see bray kill someone um so that's it so that's interesting but yeah it's like i think if it's the surprise return of someone into a new company unless it's like they go after like your favorite babyface person if they're making their grand reappearance, it is kind of it does kind of make sense for them to be like uh, a face character, especially yeah. if they interrupt like the top heel. Yeah. So I wonder if by this time MJF will have some cronies or some people who are associated with him that uh, that Eli Drake would have to battle through. Um, I'm and I I'm, wonder who that might be. I'm I'm very interested to see what's going to happen this week because uh, I was quite confused as to why the whole firm thing happened. I thought it was a great idea. Um, but then I don't know if it's because of the whole punk press conference thing that then they had to like go like, oh, well, we need to like transition. uh because I assume the whole idea, unless I'm wrong, was to have like, there's MJF, here's his cronies. He's going after the champion, all this stuff. But then it's like to have to pivot and readjust that whole thing. I don't know what ended up happening. And like, I don't, now I'm curious if like, oh, are they going to be like, M- like it was Regal's idea to turn on the firm, pretend that he was good 
that he had changed his way so that he could ultimately stab Moxley in the back. Like, that's all quite interesting because it's like, it because he had the perfect opportunity of having like these six dudes be his like backup, especially like. So I who wonder they were. if we can if I wonder if we can do this is like, is we kind of tie in the firm again, but Stokely is like, oh well, you think you can just dump me like this after I helped you get this opportunity to get the championship? Well, I'm bringing somebody in who can talk better than you, who can wrestle better than you, who Ooh, has okay. more experience than you. Talk to him. Okay, that's I. That's an interesting combo. Is is having Stokely and and La Knight together? Yeah, that's quite yeah. an interesting combo. I like that. I and, like that a lot. And then that that allows for like MJF to get fucked with a bit. And I know we're we're like, okay, MJF is is the heel, and sure he can still be the heel, but uh it, it would be fun to sort of have this like annoying mirror version of MJF too. <laughs> That's <laughs> to, true. To make him like, mad and uh yeah. Like it's like how MJF was the like slowly becoming the because I think the biggest fear that a lot of people online and in a like that watch AEW have is it's the it's the fear of that the heel is getting more popular than the face and that people are cheering for the the heel and it's mm -hmm. like that it should be a clear sign that you should turn them baby face but it's tough because it's like people like cheering for the bad guy sometimes um, and that was happening is like people were cheering for MGF. I don't think because they thought he was going to become a good guy, but because they liked him going for the gold. So if you have MGF straight up, just become the bastard to heal like the devil, like he has been. And then you have this, this kind of <laughs> opposite version of him that still is the smack talking dude, but like plays to the crowd and makes the crowd laugh and makes the crowd happy. That would get under MJF skin so much. And he yeah, could be on yeah, commentary exactly. for MJF's like matches and yeah. And all this stuff. Yeah. I think, I think that's a cool dynamic of, of both two loud mouths, one that hates everything, one that just wants to piss you off and get under your skin. Yeah. Cause you have, you have the crowd really getting behind uh, L.A. Knight because he's like, you know, very much a charming uh, character. He really has like that that magnetism to him. And it's and he doesn't like usually shit on the crowd as much. Obviously, recently he has with his current feud in the, the WWE. But like he is one of those guys that is just like you want to hear what he has to say. Hence, let me talk to you. And it's it's great. Like you can definitely ha have him tee up that like MJF shouldn't even be the champion. He is he's ungrateful. Stokely helped him get all the way there and he just dumped him like it was nothing. Um, and that LA Knight is here to uh to be the people's champion. Hmm, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Be the have a little bit of the people's the people's stuff just thrown in. I like that. So then, what, just because he sounds um, like the Rock, of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then, 
I guess the question is like, so this is their first encounter is him interrupting him. Um, what then builds towards sort of like, not the climax of the feud, but what is the, uh, incident? Like, what is the moment that really makes this feud sort of solidify into what it will become? Do they, does LA Knight, um, get, does he work to get number one contendership? Does he get really under MJF's skin that MJF finally is like, you want a match? I'll give you a bet. Like that sort of thing. Um, oh, yeah. I think I think it's probably uh, the latter, uh, because if we just like make him fight people, uh, it's like, sure, that's like what faces do is like battle through opponents and obstacles to get there. But if he if LA Knight is just like annoying to the point where like MJF is almost like getting booze because people want to see LA Knight as the champion, like that would be so funny. And it would transition um, MJF from being like the heel that says all the right things that uh, is just speaking his mind to like this little sort of like uh this little boy who who has this toy and somebody's coming in and trying to take it from him and he's like no no it's mine it's mine that's funny i mean hey you want to you want to have a a really fun like <laughs> you i it's cuz mjf is really great about like uh he he does his research he loves to throw in little hints to things in all of his matches and in his promos and his other stuff he loves to like reference things without making you realize that he's referencing things unless you really know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but what if what if what if mjf slowly tried to become like the triple h <laughs> he says that triple h is one of his favorite wrestlers ever i don't know if that was a hundred percent because he's just trying to like you know be like hey hunter <laughs> but what if it's like yeah like triple h when he had the championship uh, especially when it was DX and he used, you know, used Road Dog and Billy Gunn and X-Pac uh, to basically like defend his belt. And he had uh, or even then Evolution Triple H where he had, you know, the the like. Um, Ric Flair in his ear using the younger guys to to take all the beatings, that sort of thing. Like that's like the that could be a really interesting version of mjf where he like he has the belt and he never wants to let it go so he'll do anything he can to make sure that no one gets a shot no one gets a chance until they finally like piss him off enough that he just can't he's like you finally that you want something fine fine i'll give it to you this weekend like that sort of thing or or like it would be it would actually be it would be really funny too because you know right before full gear we had that sort of like off the air promo with him and tony khan and he was like really kind of i wouldn't say he was sucking up to him a little bit being like yeah this man is all the reason why the alternative exists so everybody you should be thanking tony khan the internet you need to shut the fuck up about tony khan and it's like Mm -hmm. what if 
that is the sort of shift to him being like uh, a big time uh, Tony Khan defender because he believes that Tony, in order to keep MJF at the company, will bend to all of his requests. So he's like, no, Tony, uh, you're not going to make this person face me if you don't want me to take this championship and go elsewhere and he's I, MJF like, would, yeah he'd 100 yeah. use that as an excuse and all that sort of stuff yeah it's pretty funny so it's like a, a part of that is like him consistently dodging uh yeah. la night too and and he's like using people who have been a part of his past like he's maybe he's like oh jericho what if you uh what if you fight la night you know like and if he if la night uh loses and you beat him then i'll give you a shot but of course that's not going to happen and la knight is going to beat jericho and la knight's going to beat sean spears and la knight is going to beat guys from uh like the uh, people who were yeah mjf Moriarty, yeah. yeah ethan page that sort of that sort of yeah, thing yeah, yeah i mean that's been mjf's d i mean you know and saying the whole like oh mjf like puts obstacles in people's way i mean he's been doing that since day one so it's no surprise that it would sort of continue it is one of the things where i i was kind of interested in if mjf was going to become a face because i kind of want him to do the i'm gonna go at it alone but the the obstacles and stuff always is quite interesting especially when they've like kind of changed and evolved over the years but just even just dodging uh la Knights like all his like opportunities or anything and him jumping through all these hoops and whatnot. But even just seeing like LA Knight like get to really show how athletic he is and how good of a wrestler he mm. is would be excellent. Um, it could be even a thing where he does get a match, MGF cheats somehow, uh, LA Knight gets sent back to sort of the bottom. And then maybe there is not a not a not an eliminator tournament, but some yeah, other no form of deter, uh, some other form of determining a, a number one contender. And MJF like tries to stack the odds against whoever the faces are, and one of them is LA Knight, and maybe it's like a crazy six man match or something. Maybe it's a, yeah yeah maybe it's some form of I don't know I always. Like, I'm very happy that uh, next year uh, el the Elimination Chamber is kind of coming back and it kind of feels more like a I mean, Elimination Chamber was at like in like Saudi and that sort of stuff. But like, I'm I'm interested to see what's what it's how it's going to come back and how it's going to play into the like heading into WrestleMania sort of deal, because I always thought like either as like a title match or as a number one contendership match, it's always been interesting. So I wish that AEW had something like not necessarily the Elimination Chamber, but had a match type that could determine like, you know, six dudes go through hell to determine who could face the champion. Because otherwise it's like, yeah, otherwise, like right now it's like tournament tournament or battle royale. <laughs> <laughs> exactly or we have or somebody these, like, just like gets a shot because of like prior history or something like and it's yeah. just like oh okay there's no like great obstacle for one person to like super overcome to to really get a chance 
you know yeah like yeah, the royal yeah. rumble like the uh, money in the bank like the uh eliminate elimination chamber so mm-hmm, it'd be mm-hmm. interesting if that could be developed and la knight like wins that um so, yeah okay so hypothetically speaking what is that match in AEW? like what would you call it what is the stip do you have any ideas of of what that would be like uh it's so true it feels like it it feels like WWE has done it all. You know? All of them. Yeah. And they it's, even have bad ones now, like at yeah. the NXT resolution or whatever. Um, or our deadline. The, deadline. The, yeah. NXT the, resolution. The iron, the iron, um, the uh, iron man challenge or something. Gauntlet. Iron gauntlet. Uh, I don't fucking know. But it's, it's, it's a like, multi person Iron Man match, essentially. When I saw that video of Shawn Michaels explaining it I was like who came up with this me <laughs> like, this too, there's just like so many rules and yeah. so many like extra things that I was like this like it it sounds like one of the writers was just, <laughs> was just on one like when I'm like booking a weird stipulation match and I'm like but then when this happens this happens every and then 30 when that seconds happens, they go this every and 90 every 30 seconds, seconds and, every, and then yeah. they go into it and then they get put in a temp penalty box and then, <laughs> and, and then they have to hit, hit each other with with kendo sticks uh it's just like yeah i wonder what a very simple gimmick kind of match can be let's say with like four dudes um that's not like a ladder match yeah i don't know it's so uh it's so tricky just to cut like props to you know, some of the greatest minds came up with some of these crazy matches. Like to think of, yeah, like uh, who is it? Oh God, why am I Pat Patterson coming up with the Royal Rumble? Like to think of, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, thirty dudes get in a ring over time until one is left. Oh, and to when they have to throw the person over the top rope. Like to think of that is crazy now. And then to be like to be Triple H and to be like, okay, so yeah, we have Hell in a Cell. What if we had this thing? I was like Hell in a Cell, but uh, it had pods, and so it's like it's crazy to think about about like coming up with that idea. But okay, it's 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 Shark Week, and there is a a tank (laughs) underneath the ring, and you have to battle people in the ring until you climb up and get the scuba gear. And then you have to jump (laughs) through the ring and swim down and open the chest that has the, (laughs) the treasure map of number one contendership in it. But there are also sharks. (laughs) I can't wait. Just fill up a, a, tank yeah. with orange juice and have someone throw someone into <laughs> oh wait that exists um uh yeah it's it's ridiculous like coming up with a brand new match type that determines the number one contender is uh something that the the best minds only can do it's crazy unless you like build something insane looking or like it's it's so hard to think of something like that i mean have we have they no they have done an iron man match in aw um mm-hmm. was it kenny versus hag i forget i forget i, I forget as well 
But anyways, it's like, man, if they could have some, uh, if they could have some sort of specific, uh, yeah, it was Kenny versus, uh, Pac and mm. 30 minute Ironman match. Um, yeah, if they could come up with some sort of like big time, I don't even know. I'm trying to think if there's like a crazy WCW like era thing, but I don't know. It's tricky, but still like that would be a really great thing for any number one contender to overcome and and elevate themselves to then face the championship and like hell have it be this like have it in storyline be this like sick crazy match that comes from the mind of mjf that he's willing to put sure. like, the people through to in order to in order to earn the right to face him like that sort of thing yeah 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 from the mind of uh masochist jacob friedman it could uh, be like <laughs> oh isn't there actually a thing called the devil's playground match Oh, that's great. Yeah, because you know how it was like, uh, it was that the, we're, I'm kind of like replaying like the war oh, storyline. Okay. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> of course, it's just, it's just a hardcore match. No, it was, um, it was a NXT, uh, Halloween Havoc. It was Johnny Gargano versus Damian Priest in a Devil's Playground match. Um, there's a few other ones. It looks like it's more just like it's just a hardcore match. That's like spooky. Okay, <laughs> okay how how about this? But so if if MJF cool if it was is that. indeed the devil, if MJF is indeed the devil, I think like you can put a stipulation of a match together where it's like the seven circles of hell, and Ooh. Uh, it's a it's a gauntlet match. It's a hardcore like gauntlet match and if if th this is just kind of rehashing stuff but if eli drake is to be given a shot at mjf he has to get through seven wrestlers in one match and each one of the wrestlers brings their own stipulation when they enter okay i kind of like I, that i actually really like that because it's it's that's not at, like horribly complicated but it's this idea that is a it's a seven it's like yeah it's like a seven seven circles of hell match yeah. or something like gauntlet match or like yeah it's like yeah. the devil's gauntlet match or something where yeah it's seven yeah. opponents they yes. enter one by one it's it it could just start out with like one v one in its normal match and then when the when the person that wins the next person that comes in goes, oh, now it's a tables match. Yeah. Yeah, that's really yeah. interesting. I like that a lot. And then like the third person that comes in, it's like a falls count anywhere match. And then the fourth person that comes in like introduces something else like. Yeah. And then maybe 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 this is just like maybe this is the pinnacle of this feud is that the seventh person is MJF and and like and that the the final uh obstacle is like they're in a cage like the, that a cage just lowers and now mj and now eli drake la knight has been through six other wrestlers who have probably 
fucked him up so bad. And now he has to wrestle with all of those things intact, like all the weapons and things still existing, but now it's inside of a cage. And yeah. this is like the only way that he will face LA Knight is if he if he agrees to do it. He can go through the quote unquote seven stages of hell. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I, even just outside of like this idea of like it's like MJF putting someone through because it because that that also like akins to like MJF's prior things where it's like he's like he did the seven. What was it like with Cody? He did the like there's these specific things I want you to do. He did the same with Wardlow yeah. and then, and with, with Jericho, he did like the trials or whatever, the trials of yeah. Jericho. Exactly. And so this, and it could be this one match sort of thing that is like this. Yeah. Gauntlet, like devil's gauntlet match or something. Um, but even outside of it, that's a cool idea. The idea that it's like, here's seven competitors. You will draw random entrance numbers and if you are the first two, it's just a normal match. And then each competitor introduces a new stipulation where it's just like yeah. introducing like the insanity of like someone coming down, someone like super beat up. And then it's like, oh, what's my stipulation? Oh, it's a steel cage. And then it just lowers around them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or then it's like, so yeah, you, it's fall. It, it yeah. Build, just builds up more and more and more like that'd be really, really yeah. cool. Yeah, and then it would be awesome to like try to weave in people who have wrestled LA Knight before in previous promotions, like in the same way that uh, they like brought like Huvatu Guerrero back in, or, yeah, or, uh, or Jericho, and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really interesting. Um, I like that a lot. And then, and then, like to to get there, it's just like you know matches that are happening that. MJF maybe has a defense. Uh, LA Knight is on commentary. They cut promos together. There's like a, a sit down. Like they do like a 60 minutes kind of like sit down with Tony yeah, Schiavone and, fun. and Eli Drake. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think it it would be a very fun feud, especially with like promos and everything and like the back and forth developing MJF into like the like I will do anything to keep my title sort of heel. Um, having LA Knight get to do this, like sort of not necessarily, I'd say a one last hurrah, but like have him come in, be this big deal and then allow him to like, then maybe like, sure. He might lose in the end and MJF yeah. keeps the title, but it allows him to like really show off what he has get be on that level, face other people, and it'd just be a fun feud between two people who like are really, really good at talking. Uh, would make very entertaining segments, and also would have uh, cool matches. So I like yeah. that a lot. And I think, and I think the thing that that Tony Khan should really consider doing is like bringing in these people on like they, you don't have to make them all elite like right away. Like just bring them in for a feud. Yeah, like bring in uh, LA Knight for a feud and then let yeah, him that's true too. Yeah. be off TV and like uh, go to impact, go to NWA again, do indie dates. Like that's what he, 
that's what you should be doing kind of like as you build up the roster now that's so big is like whenever a big name person becomes available to aw is to like bring them in and have them just do a feud and then go away yeah. kind of like how jeff cobb came in at the very beginning of aw to just like fight john moxley one time and then he disappeared yeah right? i mean that's what all these that. like that's what all the japanese stars have been doing um like, yeah especially the legend well specifically like the japanese legends like even uh ishii is just like Ishii has had more AEW matches than some AEW wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. And he, you, he, you bring him in as like this, this obstacle, this kind of like unbeatable person or like an intimidating force. Yeah. And like Suzuki has come over like that too. Yes. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Just bring them in, have them have a storyline and then they can go away that way. Like the people at AEW are not like super pissed off that you're giving somebody new yeah. a push. And yeah. it allows for maybe somebody to cut, rise through it's as like, these things are happening. It's like in sitcoms having like guest stars and that sort of stuff. Oh, so, oh, yes, so, exactly. So it's a TV show. Exactly. Yeah. So, hey, but um, please let us know either online, on Twitter, or even if you review the podcast, uh, how would you want to book MJF versus L.A. Knight? Um, to close out the episode, of course, we have our match recommendation and our final segment. Uh, our final segment this week is what's, what's that, that finisher? Finisher. It's like an echo. It's like an it's like an echo. <laughs> um, because of the delay. Uh, so this is going to be full gear themed. So I have one for you, Anthony. This, of course, right. is a segment where we describe Start a finisher and you got to try to uh, figure out the name of it. So I got one for you. All right. Okay. Uh, what is the name of a cross-legged STF bulldog choke? Ooh. Cross-legged STF bulldog so choke so it's a submission move it's a combination so this is where i couldn't find the actual description of the move and i took two moves together and so i don't know if that's the official title but this is how i'm describing it is that it's a cross leg stf with a bulldog choke it's the lockjaw. no fuck <laughs> no this is uh Damn it. <laughs> this is more of a dig at you uh, because it's the snare trap. <laughs> no! no, So Anthony, Shit. so we were watching, so we were texting back and forth during uh, Full Gear, and Anthony texts me at the end of the Jungle Boy and uh, <laughs> and Luchasaurus match, and he goes, "I thought it was Snake Trap." This is very, very embarrassing, everybody, and I'm sure. I'm sure that I have called Maybe it the might. snare trap before whenever we talked about Jungle Boy. But yeah. for some reason in my mind, in my mind at that moment, I was like, wait, I thought it was a snake trap. <laughs> I, no, I guess the snare a, trap. upon reflection, a snare Jungle trap is a snare is a, trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very uh, common trap used in the in the wilderness and things like that for animals. A, I mean, it just it made is. sense to me that a snake trap <laughs> was, uh, you know, the Jungle Boy is catching snakes. He probably uses a snake trap. 
But anyways, yeah, it's oh. the, he does the cross-legged SDF thing, but instead of like John Cena, where it's like a cross face, he has the arm around the throat, like what Moxley does with the bulldog choke. So I, right, that's how I described right. it. Oh, okay. All right. So, well, damn. How embarrassing. Uh, I guess good. feel free to roast me, everybody. Is there a, um, well, I mean, question to the audience. Is there a move that you thought it was called something and then you realized it was actually called something else for the longest time? Yeah. Because it's always Make me fun. feel better. Make me feel better by telling me uh, all of the mistaken names for moves that you have ever heard or ever <laughs> thought, uh, because that is so embarrassing to me. Uh, OK, so I have um, a move. Uh, it is featured and used by a returning wrestler for the mm. first time in five years. We saw Soraya. Oh. What is the ram Rhea or the rampage uh marty oh shit she hit oh, it right like or three <laughs> times right oh shit oh frick i don't i have no <laughs> i don't remember it is soraya's finisher yes i know you're asking me to describe it rather than name it um yeah but... yeah Damn. I have to. Oh, shoot. I have to see. what it, I can't remember it. Um, if you if you can't immediately think of it, uh, yeah. you, you, you might not get it. But it is it is in, incredibly, uh, incredibly simple, <laughs> which is what it, I was worried about. Is it just a DDT? Oh, so close. So close, brother. Is it just a reverse DDT? <laughs> so I can't remember it. I know per, that she did it, but I, I can't picture it for some reason. As per pro wrestling uh, fandom dot com. Mm -hmm. It is. A cradle DDT, a cradle DDT, a cradle DDT. So that means if you, so that means if you look it up, she she kind of hoists the person up. And then oh yes, like, it's legs are up. And oh, then she that, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's basically. Uh, oh, who else does that? There's a few people that do that, but yeah, it's yeah, it's because you instead of like just standing with them and then going back, it's you bring them up so that then they're basically like wrapped around you and then you do it. So yeah, um, yeah, okay. And okay, this is this is something that I said, and I know that they're technically different moves. I think they're very similar as I was like, is the Ram Rhea or the rampage just the paradigm shift? No. Or the death rider. Cause like no, the it's death not. rider is like, it's kind of hear me out though. Because it's kind of elevated. And then, you know, no, it's because <laughs> it's because the way that Moxley does it is so the, the, Oh gosh, the, I guess technically like dirty deeds is it's a double underhook DDT. Okay. But that's and then the dirty the, deeds. And then, oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, sorry. No, the, yeah, sorry. The paradigm shift is it's a double underhook DDT. He doesn't like have pick them up and have them around his body. He just does it. And then the paradigm shift is more of like a, more of like a, it's still a DDT, but he like picks them up and like basically does like a, uh, uh, What's it called? Uh, uh, gosh, not a neck breaker, but uh, 
a sheer drop uh, head buster, I guess, technically, because they flip yeah, and they more I land mean, on the back of their head. But anyways, but, but right, no, right. so it, it's like Soraya, Soraya picks them up yeah. and like has them and 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 like has her legs right. out so that they wrap around her body and then she does it and then falls that right. I mean, DDT is but just some, taking yeah. someone's head and putting them in the mat. <laughs> true, <laughs> but, true. But so, so I guess a, a lot little of bit the DDT different. finishers are the they're the all a lot of DDT finishers are the same if you don't uh, have a certain element of theatrics or finesse to it. It's because I guess it's because the, the, the yeah the theatrics of it is like the hoist up and the yeah because the because like John like Moxley he, his can like come out of nowhere or it's like this big thing where he like lifts them up and they flip while Soraya yeah, is like yeah. picks them up is able to sit there and look at the crowd while they have them in this like in this hold and then drop so right slightly different i must say but like, though i must i must say that so in my opinion that is the worst soraya finisher or worst page finisher mm-hmm. because i thought that the page turner was better and also the pto the page tap out was also better so i, think I wonder it, if those will come back i don't know if page turner come out because well i don't know if it was more of a joke or if uh Hardy was actually giving Ethan Page the the move, but like Ethan Page was doing the uh, twist of fate, and he was calling it the Page Turner. So um, I don't know if that's I don't know like, what the, like I don't know if that was I don't actually, know what you would call it. I don't know if that's actually like he's been given that move and he can do it, or if it was just for the feud. So, but and of course that the Page Turner is a swinging leg hook fireman's carry slam yeah that's uh 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 who does that move now there's someone else that does that move uh i forget if it's maybe even brit does that move kind of um but i assume it's just like because of her neck trying to figure out what move she can do as a big finisher and like that ddt move is not terrible it's it i mean it's not the best but it's but it, it it can come out of nowhere and it can and it looks good. So it's not just it like looks fine. It's it looks not just fine. like it's not just like Storm Zero, which I I'm, I'm not a fan of. Where it's just like okay, all oh, right, like, okay, fair, yeah. fair. It's like there, okay. there have been variations on the Storm Zero that look better than the yes. current iteration of the Storm Zero, which we have talked about before. Because I it's like uh, doesn't look like anything to me. Yeah, it's tricky, but but uh. But there we go. Hey, if you want to yeah. suggest a move for us to talk about or try to guess, you can always hit us up online and uh, submit your own. What's that finisher segment, if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for match recommendation, I mean, this has been basically a full gear sort of themed. Adjacent episode. Uh, I, I don't know what else to really recommend from recent weeks. I, I should have looked up something maybe in the past or whatever, but recently uh, a match that just like really stuck out to me. I mean, this, I, uh, this, this past Sunday or sorry, Saturday, geez. Uh, just that, that, uh, I guess I'm going to go with the, the trios match. I was just so nice. happy to see Kenny and the bucks back. Like, and maybe it's like, yeah, go watch that match. But I mean, Hey, Watch this Wednesday when they're going to do it again and it's going to be different <laughs> or better 
or, or something. I'm just excited to see. I was just more. I was just so excited to see K and the Bucks back. The elites back. Yes. It feels right. It feels good. This feels like a whole they, new like rejuvenation of a new era. They look good. AW. Kenny. Kenny has has is the it's the best that Kenny has looked since his New Japan run. I'm going to say that. Don't at me. Mm. Or <laughs> I think this is the best that he's looked. Or if you want another elite, like great six man match. Uh, I mean, it's being, you know, what's going to happen uh, in the next couple months is Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Kenny versus Osprey. Uh, go back and watch. <laughs> The Elite versus uh, Osprey and Ozzy Open. That was a phenomenal match. Those so, guys are fucking crazy. Yeah, no, Ozzy Open it's, and it's, Will Osprey. It's uh, th- like any of the high flyer matches. Actually, here's another one. <laughs> <laughs> this is are you so lucky, Book Advance Universe? Marty's giving you three <laughs> recommendations. This is a match that legitimately my girlfriend went. That was a an awesome match, and she doesn't watch wrestling. But the thing she mm. likes the most is obvious is, is is the women's matches and the high flyers. And so on Rampage last week, so uh, Rampage from November eighteenth, it was uh, Death Triangle versus uh, Top Flight and Ar Fox, and she was blown away by that match and. Uh, I, I that's a great trios high flyer match to recommend as well. So hell yeah, we love flippy shit here. Hey, if you know my taste, I love flippy shit. There's there's always a place for flippy shit. There's always a place for big men slapping meat. So yes, just love it all. But yeah, go <laughs> check out any of those matches, and you can also recommend your matches to us as well. But that's going to do it for this week's episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. You can, of course, follow everything that we do here at uh, Unknown Error online. Just search Unknown Error Films or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at UE underscore films. Uh, you can follow myself online, Twitter, Instagram at Barton underscore minute. You can follow Mr. Anthony Hall at at Hall and jokes on Instagram at Twitter for now. For now, we'll see where we go. You can, of course, follow the podcast uh, on all podcast platforms just by searching Book Events Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Go watch some wrestling. And uh, the devil gets his due. Scissor me, daddy ass. <laughs> <laughs>